you would disapprove of how I spent my day. Really? Was it clubbing baby seals? <laughs> how did you guess? <laughs> That's terrible. I can't believe Which it. Which I approve. <laughs> oh, thanks. I knew you'd have my back, Fernando. <laughs> Not many friends when I say I'm going to go and club some baby seals. I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> no, I got up at 9am to go to a uh, virtual auction. And it just, oh, wow. it's still going. But I've, I'm done now because I got everything that I, I wanted. What did you buy? I don't know. I don't remember. I've spent about £130. I mean, if wow. that's on like one face cream, I would disapprove. <laughs> but if that's on like furniture oh no it's not on furniture okay. is it a taxidermied rat because we've talked no, about this no taxidermy unfortunately is it a face cream i love taxidermy no it's not a face cream maybe i should just tell you because mm-hmm. i'm not sure the guessing i mean you can keep guessing i suppose maybe you'll get there eventually maybe we should is have three more guesses no is it a rare a... whiskey Ooh. no it's a decorative pog statue no Oh, but you said no funny there. I don't know why I said it like oh, that. Okay. <laughs> it was a Russian paper mache pillbox. Nice. And I think that is worth it. A Victorian canvas of um, some ladies and gentlemen in the park having lunch. Nice to some sheep. Oh, sounds lovely. Yep. And I, um, oh, a picture of a cat. It cost me £26 because the other person <laughs> kept bidding on it. Oh man, you got into a bidding war. I did. I got into a bit. I got taken by auction fever. It's a particularly nice <laughs> cat. It's a Siamese cat. It's a drawing of a hand-drawn Siamese cat in a bush. Is that when it's two cats joined together? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did they do the thing where they go, (laughs) (laughs) No, it was a very lacklustre Scottish man who kept saying, I mean, I enjoyed it when he was like, "Uh, 25, 30, start. (laughs) Oh, was he? I think so. 25, 30, start. (laughs) Sure, it's easier to say two start, 25 to start. Anyway. Nah, for it to start. That makes for it to more, start, yeah. Makes yeah, much more sense. sense. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> he kept saying, well, this I'll is a nice one. one. <laughs> next one's in a month. Yeah, he kept saying, I don't know what this is, but this is a nice one. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a decorative pog statue, so. Oh, That's <laughs> fun. Yeah. Fun day, literally since 9am. Wow. Oh, yeah. wow. I stopped for tea, and then I almost missed my cat picture. <laughs> Have you scouted it all out in advance? You weren't just doing this on the web. I went through the web- catalogues. Yes, I went through the catalogues last night. I didn't get through them all because there were six hundred items. Wow. And then today, when they were going through some items that I had no interest in, I went forward in the catalogues and looked for what was coming up. And I also got yep. Sonia and Gabby into it, so they were all there as well. <laughs> yeah, I remember you went antiquing with them. Yes, <laughs> anyway, that was fun. What a great day. Um, if anyone else wants to share some news, I realise I, I, I've been talking a lot. Oh, I don't know if we told you about the dinner gong we bought. What? Wow. This was on, this was on eBay. Um, well, the house is a bit bigger than it used to be. Like in our old house, it was pretty much just 
you, you knew where the other person was at all times. Whereas this, uh, we found that we were having to like check a couple of rooms to say dinner's ready. <laughs> so we would either have had to yell, which is not no fun at all, or I thought we're gonna need a dinner gong. So I fired up eBay wow. and I yeah I found a it's a, a Gretna Green blacksmith commemorative dinner gong. Oh, amazing! <laughs> uh, and we ring it every time dinner's ready. That's great news. That oh, yeah. brilliant. It's really good. Check up the auction. Can you also use it for breakfast and lunch? Yes. We have used it for lunch. I I think breakfast has never quite been a concern. Mm. We're not a big breakfast on the table sort of household. We've used Mm. it for morning coffee, though. That's true. Yeah, 11 o'clock. Gong. (laughs) I do not approve of the gong. (laughs) (laughs) She pretends she doesn't approve. I find the gong obnoxious. (laughs) You should pretend not to hear it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> then I suppose Michael would just keep banging the gong. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. And then you I'd can... miss dinner. <laughs> yeah. No, you can't easily mistake the the sound of the gong. It's it's pretty loud. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a detached house, aren't you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's nice. Your neighbours are being like a fucking gong. <laughs> <laughs> They've started like salivating when they hear it because they know that the food's ready. <laughs> um, so I'm ready for a meeting when you guys Me are. Me too. I also am ready. Fernando? I am ready, yes. I was born ready. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Fernando? I did choose Cinema Paradiso, yes. Cinema Paradiso? Yes. What an interesting Where film. did you, what made you pick this? Um, well, as perhaps you might know, I listen to Michael Barbaro every day on The Daily. Um, and he mentioned in one of his podcasts that Cinema Paradiso was his favorite film. And I was like, wow, if, wow. if Michael Barbaro says that it's his favorite film, then I must watch this. Um except that it took me about a year to watch the film. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is why I chose it. Yep. Well, you'd be pleased to know that uh, I heard that it was unbelievably beautiful and uh, sad and everybody should watch it, and that was about four years ago, <laughs> and it's been on my list all that time. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I've been waiting longer than you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to check when I put it on my list as well. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, how long have you been meaning to watch Cinema Paradiso? I never intended to watch it because <laughs> my sister tries to force me to watch a lot of films. <laughs> and they're always melancholy and sad and beautiful and well-made. And I, it's not my style. I like a big 90s, like, papow, the president's going down sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, you're, a, you're a lot more last action hero than song to song. I am indeed. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, it was never my intention to watch it. But having said that, I don't know if we're doing this, but yeah, loved it a bit. So it was so good. Awesome. Um, so I'm glad that I've seen it now. Um, and that I was forced to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So Claire, did you say you'd also been meaning to watch it? Yeah, it turns out it was on my list on a different app, not on oh, the cool. app that I now have. Um, mm. But yeah, I've 
heard great things about it and I also absolutely loved it. Yep. I thought it was just just great. Jeez. How about you, Michael? I thought it was uh really good. Yeah. There there were I have questions about it. Mm. Uh, but basically I thought it was a really, really good film and I really liked it. And Fernando? Yeah, I thought it was a film that made me think about life. Um and yeah. um, which is a good thing, I suppose. Um but the film itself I thought it was just okay. 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 Wow. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Could you say what it was you were looking for from the film that it I didn't was, quite live up to? I was I was not looking for anything. I was just um um there, keen to watch it, keen to see what was it that well, apparently so many people found interesting in the film because the version that I watched uh, also included the list of prizes that it had won at the beginning. I'm not sure. If yes, that was a, I was too. I was like, wow, the, the, those are a lot of prizes. This must be a really good film. And then it turned out to be a very mm, standard film for my liking, or at least I did wow. not see anything like particularly extraordinary. Um, mm, again, mm. I did think it was a good film. Um, it did make me think about many things. I, I did like it. Mm. But I'm not sure why it won so many prizes. Maybe they had lower standards back then. Mm. Uh. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, I thought there was a lot of violence. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and also some interesting sex acts during the cinema. During, 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 <laughs> yeah, yep. what? Mm. Uh, sure were. Mm. I did cut those. Those were chaff. Were <laughs> you sitting there ringing the bell? Yeah, I would do. <laughs> that resonated with me. <laughs> that's, that's too sexy. That, that won't do. I guess I was just a little bit annoyed that it had won so many prizes and that I did not, did not think that it was extraordinary, but um, I still liked it and I'm still glad that I watched it. Um, and I would probably recommend it to some friends as well. Cool. Yeah, so perhaps a... a very good but overrated film for you yes i think i'd be falling into the same camp there because i i thought it was really good it was what well done and interesting and yeah it made me feel a few feelings uh but people do seem to have spoken about it like it's uh you know like it'll change your life forever mm-hmm. and like to they were in floods of tears by the end of it and all of that. I I was missing out on that slide and there was a lot of fun slapstick, but it somehow the it it felt like it was trying to convey some kind of greater meaning and I, I wasn't quite seeing that meaning. And that's that I've got a few questions I wanted to discuss later on. Hmm. Um so yeah, that was my thoughts. But Claire and Laura, you, you maybe got something that I didn't? I don't, I don't know if I got anything from it. I just thought it was lovely. I just thought it was just a very sweet, um, sensitive telling of a story between two people. Yeah. Um, yeah, same. Yeah. Just lovely. 
Okay. Yeah, I suppose I wasn't really looking for anything. I thought it hit every note. You know, I just thought everything was so well done. I don't think I would have changed much at all. That you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, again, I don't. I'm not sure what the meaning they were going for was. Maybe we can talk about that. Whether it was, mm. I agree with Claire. I think it was just a lovely story. I just got wrapped up in it, and I feel like I couldn't see the writing. Mm. You know, okay. like, it sounds like you maybe were questioning that a bit, where you could see the influence of the writers and directors and things trying to accomplish something and maybe not doing it. But I never got that when I was watching it. I just was wrapped up in the in the story. Oh, that's good. Mm. I agree that it was very well done. Um, at some point, I think I did forget, but then did realize that those are people acting. Mm, mm. It seemed that perhaps they were just filming a town in their day-to-day <laughs> lives. Um, but no, then I remember that it, this was a film and those were actors and they were pretending. I guess they were told what to do and they were doing it. <laughs> mm, but they were doing Indeed. it so well that it was a good film. Mm. Yeah. We did all watch the three-hour cut, right? Three-hour oh. cut? I think I <laughs> watched two hours and four minutes. It was there was a theatrical cut, which I presume we all watched, which was two hours and something, and a, a director's cut, which got released later, which was three hours. Yes, okay. So there was mm. <laughs> there was some confusion about this. Claire and I downloaded this, mm-hmm. and we put I it on. It and- wasn't me. <laughs> Sorry, I did. I broke the law and downloaded it. I tried getting it on YouTube and it said it wasn't available in my country. And I thought, fuck this. Um, <laughs> so I I downloaded it and bludgeoned the industry with my indifference. And um, yeah, we were watching it and we'd been watching it for sort of 45 minutes. And Claire said, how long is this? And I paused it and the file I got was four hours <laughs> and eight minutes or something. And we thought, oh, I can't believe it's four hours. So I actually looked this up and I saw these three different figures for how long it was on IMDb. And I thought, well, none of those are four hours. So I think <laughs> it was maybe two versions back to back in oh. the one file. So we just stopped it after the final credits. I never saw what, what came after. Maybe it was a documentary or something. Hmm. Um, but it meant that we never quite knew when it was going to finish, which is quite exciting. It <laughs> is exciting. I suppose like seeing something in the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um yeah so that that makes me wonder what was because that's nearly an hour of extra yeah. material right i wonder what's in there i did a quick google and i can't think what would have filled an hour but i know some things that happen okay if we want oh. to know unless we want to save it and watch it uh, i don't know maybe i want to save it yeah maybe i should <laughs> maybe i should keep it for for next time watch the director's cut with all the extra stuff Okay. I don't know. But no, decide at on. the end. No, decide at the oh, end. Okay, yeah, yeah. We'll have a we'll have a director's cut section at the end. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, so I I've got some thoughts mm-hmm. on it. Excellent. So we had Toto and we had Alfredo, right? Yes. yes. Those were our two main characters. Indeed. And I think yeah, everything I liked, well, much of what I liked about this film centred around these two characters and their relationship and um, their whole thing. And I wondered what was going through Alfredo's head sometimes, and indeed Toto's head, because that it was a 
big part of the story that Toto eventually left, went to Rome. Yeah. And mm-hmm. didn't return. And it, in quite a an astonishing way, he not only didn't return much, but he didn't return even once to visit for 30 years, more mm. than half his life. And it, it was unclear to me why that was. I could see that Alfredo, right from the start, he he won, he he was a bit disillusioned with life in the town and he thought that being a projectionist wasn't a good career and thought Toto should should hope for more but Toto seemed to like being a projectionist and Alfredo had taught him all this stuff despite despite himself and it it seemed like they were both happy and they'd really found something they were they enjoyed and then for some reason, fairly suddenly, he decided to leave and Alfredo told him never to come back. And he indeed did never come back until 30 years later. And I, I was trying to figure out why that was. Why did he want to leave? And why did Alfredo want, want rid of him? Hmm. Maybe that is explained in the three-hour version of the film. <laughs> <laughs> it just it seems to me that it's, it's the like the core of the whole story of this film and i i just didn't quite understand it yeah <laughs> yeah why didn't he come i suppose i don't know maybe he was just so broken hearted over elena yeah was it to back. do with elena I, I mean it seems clear that he never forgot about her or moved on yeah um um, so I don't think he would have left if he hadn't gone on his military service. Yeah. I think Alfredo used that as a chance to push him out of the rut that could have been his life. Okay. Just sort of stuck in this town, pining after Elena. Um, and if he hadn't been forced to leave, he might never have done but while he okay. was still in a mindset where he had left and hadn't settled back in yet, Alfredo gave him a, a shove, I think. Okay. Yeah. Because he wanted yep. more for him than hmm. to be a projectionist. And you have to remember it was a dangerous job while Alfredo was doing it. Clearly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he didn't want to pass that burden on to this kid who had loads of potential. Sure. I think it makes sense. I think when you look at, like, he clearly, as a child, had a bad relationship with his mother. Yeah. Yes. All we ever saw was her beating him um, yeah. or shouting at him. So, like, the family ties are not evident in the film. And then obviously he looks up to Alfredo so much, he gives him this really compelling speech and also says, I will not see you if you come back. Like, mm. just go and completely forget about everything and forget about everyone. You're brokenhearted. So that's it. That's the cutoff point. And he does just go. Yeah. Also, maybe he thought going back about how shut off and sad and, you know, just terrible Alfredo's life had been. It's not easy to put, to go back to that sort of thing and see someone you love suffer. Yeah, especially I suppose when they refuse to do anything about it and won't see you and tell you just get on with your life, live (laughs) your life. Yeah, okay. But why was Alfredo's life miserable? 
I think it wasn't explained why, why, well, I guess why anyone would think that his life would be miserable. Who's? Sorry? Alfredo's. Alfredo's life. Uh, so I, I thought Alfredo was lonely. It yeah. was clear that he didn't have any family. He but he had married. the kid. He was married. He was married. Oh, yeah, he was married. Yeah, so it's, it's unclear why he would be lonely. And, and, and yeah, he, had he had the Lord. It, he went to church as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I guess the, the one true love of his life was cinema. And he lost the joy of being able to see films. Yeah, but he was already very cynical about it before... True. Before that, wasn't he? He was he was always like that. In fact, losing his sight didn't seem to make much of a difference yeah, in some true. ways. Mm. Uh, oh, I was so, so happy when he came in on opening night because I thought he had died in the fire or thought maybe he had. So um, did Kira. And I was like, but we saw at the beginning that he just died. Oh, yeah, of when course Toto he was died. an old man. I thought he, yeah, no, so that I might have been a lie. I thought yeah. that, that was yeah. just something that the mother said just to say because he couldn't actually remember that Alfredo mm. had died before. I, oh, I, yeah. I also thought that maybe Alfredo just died at the cinema. Yeah, but it was wonderful seeing him still there and they had many more years happy together. Yes. But yeah, it's funny. Um, I don't think he got to spend a lot of time with his wife. For all he was married, he was locked in that room for who knows how many hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he said, didn't he? You, I'd almost never get a day off except Good Friday. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, that's part of it. I think it fits with the film's message, the storyline. I mean, I think it makes sense from a character point of view of the motivations and the reasoning. It's maybe a bit extreme, but I think it also makes sense with what the writers were trying to convey. Right. So this this is the core thing that I'm not getting here. What what is the message of the film? What were the writers trying to convey? Well, <laughs> something about <laughs> nostalgia either being good or bad. Yeah. I think bad. I think it's let go of the past, don't dwell. Um, and we. I don't. Oh Christ! I don't. I don't know. I, to be honest, I went into that with way too much confidence. It was a very <laughs> nostalgic film. Yes. Well, I think the point of the film, according to Kira, is that it was kind of this like homage and what's the word? Oh, for like morning of cinema. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like an epitaph. <sighs> yeah. Like a, like a, an elegy. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, to cinema, which at that point in the 1980s was like just faltering, and apparently Italy had like the most cinemas per their population, okay. or something. So the whole message of the film is about like this melancholy sort of grief and nostalgia and everything. Yeah, for which cinemas, it didn't really. They, I mean, they had a revival, so okay. Oh, not surely not in the same way though. But, yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah. Unless things are very different. In, so this was this was one of the main things I took from this um, was just that those that lost age of the mm. cinema as a place of a shared experience for the whole audience, uh, and that's never existed yeah. in my lifetime. True. The cinema has always been oh the sort of 
eight different films on in the 10 different screens and you go sort of just with your friends into whichever one and watch the one film that you've chosen to watch and half the seats are empty and you get overcharged and then you come out and it and yet my parents and grandparents would talk about these days when, oh, we used to get in for sixpence and we could, <laughs> and then you could sit there and you'd watch two films and there'd be some cartoons and there'd be newsreels and people would come in and out all the way through and, and there'd just be one screen that was showing the film for, for that period of time of the day and everyone would watch together. Um, and that's gone. And that I think it did a lot to romanticize that image and yeah. And, and present nostalgia for it. Um, but it, True. it felt mm. like that was getting at something else. And I don't know what that is. Just on that, before we dig into that, have you ever been to like a midnight showing or like one where you're really anticipating something in a series where like the cinema is packed and the energy is really high and people are like uh-huh. engaging as an audience? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's something like that. So I think it does still okay. happen, it's just very occasionally, and it takes right. like a fan base. Mm. You know, it's not just like a random film that you, the community will go in and watch together and things. It's yeah. more like a, like the Marvel films or something, which I have not been to a midnight showing of, but which I'm led to believe. Oh, During my lifetime, um, and my hmm. life in Mexico was in, before I first went to the United Kingdom, meaning maybe when I was younger than 18, I very much liked mm. cinema and everyone, well, it seemed that there were many people in Mexico City that also liked going to the cinema because every time that I went to the cinema, the cinema was packed. Um, so um, oh, cool. going uh, to the cinema with only half a seat taken uh, is an experience that I only experienced when I went to the United Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, um, <laughs> Yeah, I guess that the cinema is more popular um, in Mexico City than yeah. say. And I wonder what the factor is there. Why? Why is that the case? What's What's mm. different? It's cold outside. Rather stay home <laughs> and watch it on television. Okay. Cinemas are cold in this country. I complain about that all the time. I always get cold when I'm in the cinema. I quite like it. I once went and asked them to turn the heating on, and they <laughs> they didn't. They probably had the air conditioning on. <laughs> Mm, the popcorn is better at the cinema that I like yeah, here. Yeah, oh my god, I miss popcorn so much. Mm. Oh, popcorn that takes like an hour to eat. <laughs> yeah, I get my film snacks and I'm done in five minutes. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the the big thing of popcorn, and and it feels like more of an event somehow. But yeah, I, yeah, it is so rare that I've seen the cinema like full up. Uh, I think part of it's the price. Yeah. I don't know if this is the same mm. in other countries, but in the UK, every cinema, you're spending you know, seven, eight pounds for a ticket at that. a normal time of day, more than that maybe. Um, I'm sure you can spend 15 in London or in a really nice cinema. And that anyone can afford that now and then, but that's not going to be like the thing you do. Oh, I'm not doing anything tonight. I'll go to the cinema, see what's on. It's, And yet I feel like maybe if they... Yeah, half those prizes, wouldn't they get twice the number of people in? I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. So I guess the, the, the main question I've got written down on my sheet here to do with this is 
could those days come back? Could we have cinemas like that again? And I'm starting to think that if they kind of exist in Mexico, then maybe we could. Yeah, what's, I think it's gone wrong. Uh, I, th- I think it has to do with the experience of going to the cinema itself. Mm, I think that you can certainly ask people to go to the cinema and pay, say, seven pounds. Um, but mm. the well, the place itself has to be a little better, I guess. The, 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 it, it seems like we have like much more surfaces when you go to the cinema, um, and the seats are better, the screens are better. Um, mm, so perhaps put a little bit more effort into building the cinema and then make it more attractive. Um, okay. And then the people would perhaps go more often because, well, I really like going to the cinema, which is why I also went several times in my time in St. Andrews. And I did pay like around seven pounds for watching films in a very small screen <laughs> in St. Andrews. And I was like, well, this is almost <laughs> the same as me just watching it on my computer. Um, maybe they should build another cinema a a better cinema and maybe people would be more interested in coming Mm. okay Mm. I can see that because yeah I would always go to the which is terrible like I prefer the big chain Odeon rather than our tiny little cramped yeah well it's better isn't it it is just better yeah better bigger screen better popcorn everything is better yeah. However, that feels bad not to support the independent cinema that's trying. Exactly, its best. <laughs> it's it's just that they they need to they need to offer something else, don't they? Yeah. Um. Aside from anything, I'm not going to go all the way to Dundee very often just to go to the cinema unless there's something I particularly want to watch. Uh, and he, even there, it's like it's it's a nice feeling cinema, like the like if you go to an Odeon in the mm. UK, they're all the same, and you get a certain level of quality of experience and it's it's the right temperature and the popcorn's good and all that but there's something just feels a bit mm, hollow yeah also, like i don't know what i want if i want like a curtain to be pulled back across the screen every time <laughs> they start or if i want lights outside shining things into the sky or that <laughs> yeah yeah it feels like cinema should have that I think that's it. It needs to be a, an event. It needs to be something to make you go. Other because at, at the moment, that I I firmly believe that if cinemas didn't have a period of time where new films were only available in the cinema, basically no one would ever go. I I don't think people would ever go to the cinema to see something that they could watch at home you would on think- Netflix. I have a counter to this, but go on. Uh, and I think so. Yeah. I'll, well, <laughs> well, we'll hear what you got to say about that. But yeah, that, my suggestion is that they ought to be offering something that would mean that, like, they need to offer a reason to go other than it's the only way you're going to see this film, unless you want to wait six months. Mm. But maybe you feel differently. Well, just from knowing Kira, um, some of their film houses in Edinburgh, the cinema, the most popular films were films that were co-released on Netflix at the same time, which is mad. Okay. But like, you know, those are the best-selling films were the films that were out on Netflix. Oh. Which, you know, I would probably go see that. 
because why would I? I can stay at home and watch it on Netflix. But <laughs> other yeah. people apparently en masse do not feel that way. You said the film house. Is is that like a mainstream cinema? Or is this no, like a weird an, arty place? It's an independent. Um, yeah. It does a mixture of like really weird independent films and like Netflix releases and main films as well. Um, yeah. Also, they were very nice to their staff throughout the pandemic and kept on furlough, unlike Odeon. So we should throw that in. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe it... Maybe we need to accept that this is a small thing, like a niche thing now. Maybe. I had to go to the cinema every day if I could, to be honest, and I think I will when I open up again. I, I mean, so I would like if a, I could, but I... Yeah, well, you're okay. better with money than me. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's it. It costs too much. Mm. And a lot of people actually can't afford it, not mm. just people like us who shouldn't go too often because it's wasteful. Um, but that that surely is putting people off. I don't know. I don't have any of the answers to this. It's just, what do you think, Claire? I think that, um, I don't really know. What's the what's the question? Um, How do we what, go back to that golden age of cinema that we saw in the film, and why isn't it like that anymore? And could yeah. it be like that? I don't well, think we probably could. don't want going back to that golden age of cinema no, where God, people that had like a nightmare. Yes, to be uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Part part of the reason we we don't do it is because it's <laughs> kind of gross, and <laughs> when, people were talking over all the films. Yeah, I think films Amongst are just other things different now. Yeah. As you say, it used to be like a feature. It was two films and some news and some war propaganda. And yes. that would be the the only screen you saw Saturday to Saturday. Um, mm. And it would be... Like, so, I mean, they, that's interesting. They could bring back double features and cartoons and newsreels. Yeah, but you wouldn't um, commit that- the time to it, would you? Yeah, so is it that second thing you said that's the problem, the fact that we can watch stuff at home? Yeah. Yeah. And it it had to be a feature, you know, it had to be worth you going out and going to... um, Yeah, it's just a different world, isn't it? And... Yeah, we consume media very differently now. Hmm. Hmm. I think the community aspect was the most important one for this one. Yeah. You know that everyone, it was the, the reason was the community. Yeah. And also because it was quite a poor community and that was their main draw was mm-hmm. this escapist world of films. So I think it's the community thing today that's stopping that kind of experience. Right. I think that's the main thing we're losing, I don't think it's what's stopping us. I think it, that, um, I think we're losing ways to gather um, as a community um, mm. because we can entertain ourselves individually. Um, mm. We kind of don't need that community anymore. Um, although maybe we do but we just don't know that we do. Yeah. No, I think Claire's got it exactly the right way around there and maybe Laura's got it backwards. Yeah, Laura. Um, Michael <laughs> agrees uh, with me. Just, uh, <laughs> of course, I'm biased. But um, 
Yeah, no, I think it's... God, we can't all marry you, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) And that's for the best. Uh, But we... Yeah, I think we... The cinema can serve as a thing, as a community thing. And I think cinemas haven't died because there's no community. I think communities are dying around cinemas dying. No, that sounds wrong. Or around cinema <laughs> dying. Like That's nobody in the, so nobody was going to Cinema Paradiso to see their friends. Or maybe they were, they were going with their friends, but they were going because they wanted to see the film. And because it was an, an attractive prospect, that mm. could still exist, but people won't do it. It's a bit like people won't go to church anymore, and it's not because people uh, don't want to build communities. It's because people don't believe in God as much. You're kind of losing me a bit with the with what represents what in this. Like, what's the what's God? Sorry. Who's Jesus? <laughs> Sorry. He's Bobby Depp. Right, so Alfredo <laughs> is the white whale. Um, <laughs> yeah, so what I, I'm saying, uh, there's there's no... So people go to church less now. There are right. loads of churches up and down the country and a, across at least Europe that yeah. are empty and they're closing down and they're turning them into pubs and all sorts. Um, people aren't going there for some reason. And I'm suggesting that that is because uh, people no longer feel that they want to worship. Right. And the fact that they are, and that that's not a result of communities being weaker. Um, communities are being weaker as a result of people not going to church. I see. And I'm saying it's the same thing with cinemas. Um, the reason people aren't going to that kind of cinema, well, no, I'll go as far as to say the reason people aren't going to cinemas much anymore is because they don't feel that cinemas are offering anything that they're interested in. They they can watch films at home or uh, you know play video games or whatever, and so they're not attracted by the films. And yes. that's why the communities the the community that was built by that is weakened. Um, not the other way around that the community is weaker and therefore people aren't going to the cinema anymore. I see. That's my suggestion. And I think, I think it's that... a chicken and egg situation. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably also true of churches, right? A lot of people would go to church because everybody goes to church mm. and these sort of doubters would just keep it to themselves and go along every Sunday, <laughs> uh, which is possibly not a not a good thing, but <laughs> it it kept that sense of community and oneness going and what what's the equivalent of that with cinema <sighs> mm. mm-hmm. maybe it's maybe it's gone maybe cinema's dead now and that, that can never come back i think it's quite i don't think it's not thriving apart from the pandemic obviously i mean I there are know. these niche cinemas where you know individual groups of people will decide to go along to it's like theater um mm which is another good example of something that used to be a massive uh yeah mass entertainment thing and now it costs 30 quid to get a ticket or you know 10 or 15 even in a little independent place and people can't afford it and people aren't interested um but uh, yeah there's i don't know would you watch more theater just, if you could watch it? The oh, industry. stats for 
cinema attendance. Yeah. 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 In 1955 and <laughs> 1988 <laughs> and Yeah. Well, controlling for population size, I'd be interested oh, in. I guess so. Yeah, I. <sighs> well, surely there's other variables. Always. Other I don't know. Yeah, maybe people are still going. Mm. Sorry, and for it now, feels though. emptier because <laughs> the cinemas are bigger and have more screens. I don't know. Mm. Sorry, what? What do? You... Yeah, maybe there's just so many showings that there's just so many. I mean, plenty of showings I go to are busy enough. Sorry, Fernando, you were saying something. I was just curious, um, would we watch more theatre if we could watch it on our laptop? As in, if instead of only being live, if someone were, say, recording the, the play and then making it available, say, on Netflix, um, would we watch more theatre? I think that's very interesting, because now we can watch more theatre with the pandemic. Like, so much is online. Mm. I've watched maybe one opera that was a gift. And it was right. nice, but you, I, the only reason I go to the theatre, and I love the theatre, is because of the atmosphere. Yeah. I think particularly yeah, with theatre, something is lost by not yeah. seeing a live performance. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people would say that that is why theatre is important, because it's very in the moment, and you mm-hmm. you see something that's unique to that audience. Yeah. Whereas a film is, is a film is a film. Yeah. Uh, Mm. And you can create an atmosphere around it, but it's, it's the same movements, it's the same voices. Um, I found a website called cinemauk.org.uk. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> dot cinema. <laughs> dot cinema dot the industry form, Sorry. forward slash <laughs> shut up, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and it has a list of the admissions from 1935 to 2020 in millions. But it's okay. not corrected for anything. These are absolute numbers. Um, sure. So there's a, a general increase. So it, for, these are all in millions. So it goes from 900 in 1935 up to about 13, 1400 in the early 50s. Then drops way down to oh. uh, 54 million what? in 1984. Oh. Hmm. Um, and it gradually increased from there and it's sticking around 160 and has done so since 2000. So right. it's not it's basically not increased from two thousand. Okay. Um, mm. So the nineteen eighties really were the slump. Yeah, it properly just died over the seventies okay. and early eighties. Is yeah. Just, and sorry, what was the number? What was the peak number before that slump? Before the slump, the peak numbers about uh, about one point five billion. And now it's about a hundred million. No, forty million, a hundred and sixty million. So it's it's a tenth of what it was at the peak. A tenth of what it was the peak, and we've got maybe double the population. That can't be right. Well, so maybe people it is. are going. People are going one twentieth of the amount that they were going in the nineteen fifties, nineteen forties, post war, nineteen forties. 
Yeah. Mm. So that's that's pretty astonishing. I I thought I was maybe getting a bit nostalgic and getting swept up by the film there, but that's that's a really serious change. Mm. Wow. Well, in the forties, the bloody films were basically new. Well, they've been around for about thirty years. Well, that's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> What else did they have to do in the 40s? Bloody nothing. Well, I guess that's part of it, right? Um, I mean, I guess they could play it. They could do what people have been doing for centuries. They could play sports outside. They can go rowing or... In Scotland, Michael. Have sex or whatever. I don't know. What do people do? Needlework? Needlework, yeah. So I guess I guess life was just really terrible before the nineteen forties uh, or before cinema. Yeah. So that's yeah. So that that is an astonishing difference. What was our point with this again? Uh, so my my question was: Could could this come back? Could we ever have that level of cinema attendance again? And it being a big shared experience that people felt a sense of community over. Ah, I see. Mm. And I think we're starting to say the answer's no, just because people won't come and see it, unless there's something else that can be offered, right? I think we're just too individualistic. Maybe <laughs> just we're just... Kidding. I'm going back in a circle. You I would say why. that, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think it's how... It might be how cinemas reacted to the decline in sales. So they didn't drop the prices and try to keep the numbers up. They raised mm. the prices to try to keep the profit level the same. Mm. Yeah. And now people expect more from the experience. I don't want to pay 10 quid to go and have some kids running around mm. and talking through a film. <clears throat> I want to yeah. pay my £10 and really sit down and enjoy that film. So the community aspect's gone. Like it's not, it's not a mm. social place anymore. It's not a place where you can get spat on by the rich people. <laughs> They've it's, it's changed what seeing a film is, and yeah, maybe maybe there is space for somewhere really cheap that everyone can mix, but it needs to be high quality, mm. but cheap and high throughput. Um, it needs to be somewhere really clean and comfortable, but not uh, no frills. Yeah, yeah, just right. And this is almost the opposite of what Fernando was saying, right? Which is that they need to make them nicer, or people won't come. I think I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I think it can be a nicer place to be. Laura, you had a point you were just getting ready to make. Yes, apparently cinemas keep hardly any of the ticket money. It just goes to like the filmmakers and whatnot. And they make all, I think we all know this probably, but they make all their money off of the confectionery and consider. Yeah, okay. No. Yeah, Con so there's a, I suppose, yeah. a reason why it has been this expensive. Yeah. You know, why, it's, why they haven't like slashed the budgets because they, I suppose, can't and buy the film. Hmm. But I don't know the ins and outs of. I know very, very little about this. I just we think may have gone on a wild tangent. I think that <laughs> while that's the case, while it costs mm. so much to rent films, then people aren't going to go. Yeah. Because it costs too much money. 
Yeah. yeah. So all of this, I've kind of been beating around. Claire's probably seen this coming for a while, but I, I need to mention this. <laughs> that I, so I have a, a recurring daydream. Mm-hmm. And just every now and then, if I'm stressed out about something or worried about something, I just think about what it would be like to open a cinema. And oh, me too. Yeah. So specifically, I've thought, so the cinema here in St Andrews, to be honest, is circling the drain for all the reasons we've discussed. It's mm. it's it needs to charge a certain amount of money to do what I don't know. It costs a lot anyway, mm. and it's it's not up to much now. Mm. It has this feeling of former grandeur. It's like this beautiful Art Deco building with this classic like nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties cinema shape, and it's got this amazing big screen with. Uh, with like an upper circle and all of that, it's it looks like it was probably something like the Cinema Paradiso in its day, and now it's a, a shell. It's like it's still there, but it's knackered, and the like. There's an air conditioning unit that rattles during the films, and the the projection's really dingy, so you can't really make it out all that well. And then it's mm. got two extra smaller screens, which are basically big TVs, and it. It's it's gonna go one day. Um, mm. it, it they can't be making like it doesn't look like a flourishing company. Uh, and as much as I yeah you know, I, I I like the couple of people I've met there, um, it's it's not great. So I was thinking one day is it gonna close down? What I would love to do if I was around retiring age would be to open it that exact cinema as a community cinema. I try and get investment from local people and like crowdfund and efforts to to buy it and run it as a cooperative, which is something that I don't think has ever been done with a cinema, maybe for good reasons, but just a, an idea that it, it could be run not for a profit, but just to cover its costs and with a focus of building a community around it. And and as part of that, I've I've spent ages just thinking about what you would do as part of that and one of the things that always occurs to me is um what's this obsession we have with the latest films if if you did a bit of market research Mm. found out what kind of films people like would kids not be just as happy to watch the lion king from 30 years ago as they would be to watch the emoji movie from this year and these films are so much cheaper to license when they're old films and there's like old reels that are just sitting around doing nothing. It it occurs to me you could you could charge a so much lower amount if people understood that oh th- that's the the local cinema, they don't put the newest films on except maybe occasionally. Um and you could you could build the whole thing around that. You could have um yeah, you know, on on a Thursday night there could be a romantic movie that people could go along for their their date or whatever, and that could be a, a nice thing that would have a certain kind of people come to it. And mornings could be kids' films and uh, that kind of thing. And then you could have, you know, we're in a university town student uh, student film competition. <clears throat> you could run that whole thing. You could have like old films with discussions afterwards where you like play the film and then have an hour of people asking questions and discussing what they've seen like they do in theatres. It, it seems to me that there's so much that you could do if you were 
yeah, if you had some kind of investment from a community and if you weren't too worried about making a big profit. And yeah, the, this film, watching it, sort of evoked that for me and make me think, oh, wouldn't, wouldn't that just be great? Uh, but maybe there's maybe there's a reason this doesn't really happen or maybe it needs a particular kind of town, I don't know. Oh, I think I went to see The Lion King at St Andrews. Really? When it first came out? No, God, no. When they did, oh, okay. they did like a re-release. Okay. Oh, like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I think that's a really nice idea, but I have hmm. a better idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, better right. Idea. What is it? You only show one film. That's your thing. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> is it Groundhog Day? That's a bit... What's the word? Too obvious. Too obvious. <laughs> I don't know what the word pastiche means, but it felt right. Oh, so there's a question. If you if you were running a cinema that was only ever going to show one film, what film would it be? Gremlins 2. <laughs> cinema Paradiso. Be one way of doing it. No, only Gremlins 2. Every day, every showing. Every single day. It's your thing. No. People would start to come from all over the world just to see Gremlins 2 in the cinema. That's my prediction. So this is what I've been getting at. Not necessarily <laughs> the Gremlins 2, but I, I'm thinking that there needs to be something else that this cinema is offering mm. in order to make this like... A, it, it can't just be like it was the first time round because people aren't interested. It can't be like cinemas are now because people aren't interested. That There's got to be something different about it, something special that makes people want to do it. Gremlins too. <laughs> and something like that. There is something in that. I, but like can it, I suggest, it's weird. It's interesting. Can I suggest not having a sequel as the only film you're showing? <laughs> Have you seen Gremlins 2? It needs no... <laughs> no, because I've not seen Gremlins one. Well, so you could have oh. another one in Cooper that only shows the Gremlins one, and then <laughs> that would be great, like a walking trail, like the West Highland Way. You could have like the five yeah. crawl, Gremlin crawl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Like the coastal path, you could have one like in Crail and one in uh, Ely. Mm. And- Mm. I wonder if that different... of its novelty, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah, if every town's got a cinema that only shows one film, who cares? Yeah, but you can only watch the film if you've walked between the towns. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all getting very silly now. <laughs> what My film nice did we idea. Watch? It was Cinema Paradiso. Gremlins mm. 2. About which I have other ideas. So... To, to wrap up the whole cinema discussion, uh, are we sort of agreed <laughs> that we don't know? <laughs> I think that it has to do with a combination of making it more attractive and making the price tick- the, the, yeah, the, the price of the ticket m- more affordable. Because I think I that know, unlike theatre... I people theater, will pay for quality, um, but I kind of agree with you. I think some people can't. The, the, I agree with you. There, there is still... That's a, that's a terrible thing, that we have a poverty level that prevents people from engaging in leisure activities that should be open to all. Mm-hmm. 
there, there is still an interest in watching films. Uh, unlike theater, um, people, if, if we take cinema to mean, I guess, just the films, people are still interested in watching films, maybe just individually while, while they are on their own in their houses, but they're still watching films. Yeah. Um, hmm. Maybe they're not going, and I think that one of the reasons people are in precisely not going to the cinema is perhaps because it is just too expensive and it's not that attractive to go. So I think that maybe if we want to bring back cinemas, um, we have to lower the price because I think it's definitely ridiculously expensive. Um, and yeah. Um, yeah, make it, make it a little bit more interesting for people to go make it more attractive. Intervals. So cinema, cin- cin- cinema is not dead. Theater is. Okay. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh. oh, let's do theatre. Laura, what do you think of the, the bold statement that theatre is dead? <laughs> oh, is not all art but death in... <laughs> I'm going to assume you have nothing to say on the matter. <laughs> I think it's very pastiche of you to say that. that's our secret word of the day (laughs) I love the theatre I don't think it's dead I hope it's not dead well it's certainly dead as a place of mass entertainment it's yeah who goes to the theatre right like no one Um, Uh, yeah I suppose I don't know I don't know enough I don't know anything about these industries I think that's what we're coming to realise about myself I think that's what we've come to realise about all of our conversations <laughs> ever on Film Club. We should ask someone. <laughs> we should ask someone. Should we? Well, at least Claire did some research this time. That yeah, was something. Nice. Um, but yeah, my, my fear <laughs> is that cinema has gone the way of theatre, which is that it's either for uh, it's it's either for a very niche kind of maybe elite or certainly uh, interested in a very small thing. It's not mainstream. Um, and it's and it's only going to get worse. It's not mainstream. I mean, come on. I suppose you. Theatre's not mainstream. Oh, theatre's not the mainstream. UK. No, no, God. No. Yeah. And my fear is that cinema will go the same way. Oh, I see. It has obviously already begun to go the same way. It, it it is getting niche. Certainly, the stuff where we're talking about like interesting. You know, either it's you know blockbusters that you just go and see them because they're not on home video yet mm. you can't watch them on your phone yet um or it's some curious artsy grindhouse film that you're only going to see you know while you sip a glass of red wine with your artistic friends and that's like one percent of the population and the rest the other 99 percent will never be interested mm. um and then there's yeah I don't know because it sounds like from the stats that it's doing consistent numbers and has been for the last twenty-one years. Yeah, but consistent numbers at a rate of one twentieth what it used to be. Well, again, I thought we'd established that it was because people had shit all else to do back then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and also, they were like, that... "Oh my god, what's a film?" Sorry, we're rehashing it again now, aren't we? Um, <laughs> yeah, I believe that, that the was cinema my is not going away. Um, and the reason it's not going away is because we like hearing stories and we can get them in different formats. We could read them, but reading is awful. So we, be- <laughs> we would rather go, <laughs> we would rather go to the cinema. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Well, I think we hit a few interesting <laughs> points there. And I, I, I are, are we, we all agreed that we haven't come to a conclusion? Yes. Yeah. What is the next point? We can save it for the <laughs> end. Discussion. Got Melbourne bragging later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have a little extra moment of us just going around in circles talking about <laughs> cinemas and how no one goes to the cinema anymore. Uh, that's good. The film then. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, the film that we. So here's a here's a little way to get us back into talking about the film that we watched. Um, mm. I've got a question for everyone. In the scene at the end where we see all of the cut kisses, mm-hmm. yes. How many of those did you recognise? Oh, oh basically easy. like one. Yeah, I, think I was one. on one. Mm-hmm, one. Oh, I wonder if it was the same one. Claire, did you get me? Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Well, maybe one or two, but I don't remember now. Um, okay. It might have been zero. <laughs> so, Fernando, what was your one that you recognised? Was he a sailor? Uh, the one who, yeah, I think it was the one when a sailor was kissing a woman. Okay, but you don't remember the name of the film? No. Okay, Laura? Gone with the Wind. Oh, I haven't seen Gone with the Wind. Wait, those were real movies? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought they were all fake too until I saw the Gone with the Wind kiss and I was like, oh, okay, oh. they must all be real then. I guess it would be crazy to to shoot fake ones because you have to get like a hundred different actors to be on screen for half a second each, right? Yeah, I guess. Um, but then I guess you have to get the license. Uh, <laughs> the, so Gone with the Wind, which you've been threatening to to pick since, the beginning since we of started film the film yeah. club. And I look forward to it one day. Maybe uh, next time. The only one I recognised was The Adventures of Robin Hood with Errol oh. Flynn and Olivia de Havilland. Uh, oh, I've seen that, but I didn't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've seen it a whole load of times, so I recognised <laughs> that straight away. And they had a, a couple of different kisses from that film. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I just assumed it. that they were all fake, which, as you say, makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Well, no, it could be, you're right. Um I guess oh, it would be like though. if you're in a musical playing clips from real songs. Yeah, okay. Mm. That's a funny thought. It'd have to be mm. a musical about musicals. <laughs> like bitch <laughs> I don't think we really... Yes. Yes, that's true, actually. Yes, I guess that's a good example. <laughs> um, we never finished our conversation. I interrupted with some other point about what the film actually was trying to say. Yeah, what was the film trying to say except about, like, literally cinema? Mm. Was it saying something about people or life or love? I think it was saying something about nostalgia and letting go of the past, but I don't I don't really know what. Yeah. I so agree. I agree that it was nostalgia and letting go of mm. the past. Mm. Yeah. I feel like there was something in Alfredo in his lonely little box looking out through a tiny window at everything the world had to offer on the cinema screen. Just anything you can mm. imagine is there in front of you. And not living any of that. And that's what he okay. didn't want for Toto. But then Toto seemed quite unhappy at the end. Yeah, I, he didn't... I, I'm... Maybe the movie wasn't trying to say that's a good thing. Mm. Maybe it's not saying you should reach for the stars. It's saying that uh, that's something you can do and you shouldn't be 
tricked into thinking that mm. you have to stay where you are or you shouldn't just yeah you shouldn't just settle if you don't want to and maybe okay. he did want to but felt forced not to or maybe he did want to try something else and needed that push and it turned out it didn't work out for him or maybe he was generally happy and he was just sad that his friend was dead. Um, yeah, maybe he was happy and then the nostalgia got him. Yeah. So it is like, don't let go, do let go of the past. Yeah. Because if you dwell in the past and let all these sad memories overtake you, then. Yeah, that, maybe that's what made him sad. That's why he was sad at the end, was mm. going back. Um. You don't mean he was sad while he was watching that reel at the end? I think he was filled with nostalgia and his eyes filled with tears. Yeah, I, I thought there were sort of tears of joy, though, seeing this and remembering his past. And I, I didn't think he was crying because he was upset. He was certainly no, I didn't, upset yeah. in some ways about the cinema being exploded yeah. and all that sort of thing. But I wonder if we were meant to think that his life was sad. Hmm. Hmm. We certainly, we really hit this point that he had never stayed with a woman mm-hmm. and it was a different person every time and he'd never fallen in love again. And I think that was sad. So I think that comes from only seeing film romance. Oh, that's interesting. Oh my God. What do you mean? Well, so in, in films, everything's just perfect, isn't it? Boy meets girl. There's some external uh-huh. forces, oh. but you're just so in love it just works and that's all he'd ever seen and he had this love for Elena and it was just he couldn't imagine it not being perfect like in the movies yeah it was perfect like in the movies but it wasn't not for her but then it went wrong oh not for her (sighs) she didn't feel like that he was besotted by her but I mean she wasn't she came to feel that well, I guess you're right. I guess she we saw through his eyes by sitting outside her window. <laughs> I don't think that's romance. It's dogged abuse. Um, <laughs> Slightly stalky. Yeah. Oh, it's he's sweet though. He, he was lovely, <laughs> and it wasn't from a bad place. But then I think as he grew up, he yeah, he'd never he never had a working relationship where he'd had to work through hard stuff. Because he had this film-perfect relationship. He even said that it would rain now in a film, and then it started raining, and then she appeared. Yeah. Yeah, but then eventually she just sort of drifted away and went to university, which is something that doesn't happen in in film relationships. Yeah. Uh, they They didn't live happily ever after together. It was more complicated than that, and she had other stuff going on, he had other stuff going on. And that's what real life is like. Yeah. And he, it seems he never learned to cope with that. Yeah. Mm, interesting. That's great. Thank you, Claire. You're very welcome. We're getting here now because it seemed like this film had so much to say and I just couldn't figure out what it was. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I think... So, so for me, I feel like Alfredo and Toto, the child spent their their life in this box watching films, imagining what the world was, and Alfredo convinced Toto to go and experience that world Mm. but it wasn't it wasn't the cinema, that's not what life is Yeah. Um, so yeah that's 
I don't That's know. Great. I don't know. I don't think I'm convinced by that. But I have nothing else to counter it with. I just feel like it's an interesting. I really, it's a very compelling reading. It, it I don't goes, know if that's what they were going for, though. I don't know if it's what uh, they were going for. Is what I understood, though. Oh, well, that's and I nice. think uh, Oscar Wilde said something about art <laughs> being uh, the message being for the uh. receiver, not the artist. Hmm. Can we Brilliant. talk about the story of the? the man who was in love with the princess and was mm. made to wait for a hundred days. And then on the 99th day, decided to just walk away. Mm, I think that is precisely what Alfredo was trying to tell Toto. I think that during those 99 days, the the man realized that if someone is making you wait for a hundred days, then probably that is not the love that you should want to have and mm. find something else. Okay. Yeah, so maybe he was saying don't always follow your heart and do what seems perfect. Sometimes you need to make the right decision for yourself. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And then but then when he did it with Elena, he gave up and it still worked. And that was interesting. He he stood outside her door for however long, and then eventually on New Year's Eve, he decided, no, sod this, and he walked off home. Mm. But then she came to see him in the cinema. Um, no, but then he kept waiting until he became old, and then he got interested in maybe, maybe some other women, and maybe he's mm. still waiting for Elena. And, oh. Um, oh, there was a lot going on in this film. Wow. Hmm. I've decided uh-huh. that I don't want anyone to tell me what happens in the director's cut. I think I want to watch that myself <laughs> one day. You could do a quick recording like after I <laughs> after I'm gone. <laughs> yes, I'll do a recording by myself. You I can step be out of the room. You. I'll say what happens. Great. You can all leave. I don't mind. I just want to put it on record. But I just said that I want to be there with you. Oh, great. Oh, thank you. Yes, I'd like you to stay. Great. Okay, at the end we can can do a little addendum then. (laughs) And I just won't listen to it. Oh, fantastic. Wow. At the end end. At the end end. Yeah, we can do the whole lot and then... We need to conclude the meeting before anybody leaves, obviously. Yes, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, in which case, I, I don't think I really have anything else to say. Oh. There were so many thoughts I had, but yeah. I, I just want to say I really liked the man who lived in the square and thought it was his square. He was <laughs> mad. <laughs> ha, 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 mental illness. I know. I get that it's a dated portrayal of like homelessness and mental illness, but <clears throat> it, was that his, was quite funny. it was his square. It was his square, and I think we should all respect that. And those people who parked in the square were being disrespectful. Yeah. Um, So one note I have is that it would be really good if all films at the end had like a a rating that it told you, because when I because you'll notice all those films had just fine written at the end, (laughs) so that you knew the film was fine. 
<laughs> so maybe like all films should have that. <laughs> Where they're just like, meh, or <laughs> mediocre, or amazing. <laughs> yeah. I think that'd be much better. Get to the end of Toy Story 2, it's <laughs> pretty good, I guess. Yeah. How did you manage to wait up an hour and 20 minutes to say that? <laughs> I, I had forgotten I'd even thought it. I just saw I had it written down. <laughs> <laughs> My last thought is just to say what a naughty little boy that Toto was. He was a little oh. shit, wasn't what he? What an absolute shit. A scamp. He was a scamp. He was such a scamp. No wonder everyone was smacking him all the time. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> When you see his little grinning face, yeah. you couldn't possibly. He was a smashing little actor. He was great. Yeah. yeah, he did such a good job. Oh, do you know, apparently the guy who played Alfred was French and they dubbed over him. <laughs> that oh, makes I sense. saw that they had dubbed him. Yeah. I thought that was just the way that they made the film. But now I think yeah, about it, it was only him. In French. Oh, God. Huh. Yeah. How strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Super weird. yeah. I think I'm done. I think I'm done. Thank you for picking it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, thank you, Fernando. It's a very film club choice. Oh, yeah. Thank you for watching it. Absolutely superb. I'm glad we didn't do any justice in our analysis. <laughs> no, we didn't even really talk about it. <laughs> it's about 15 minutes. <laughs> I'd be really disappointing if we got to the end of one of these and we thought, oh, do you know, I think we've really explored the themes of that film <laughs> thoroughly, thoughtfully. <laughs> And come to some sort of sensible conclusion. <laughs> we didn't even do symbolism. Oh God! I feel like there were symbols in the tape and the fire, maybe, and the oh, We talked about Claire mentioned, yeah, looking through the window and yeah. seeing seeing the world. Oh yeah, so yeah. the the little box inside the cinema is is uh, a symbol of the village as part of the whole world. And in the same way Alfredo oh. wanted Toto to leave the box, he wanted that's him to nice. leave the village. Oh, that's oh, very yeah. nice. Oh, well done. Perfect. Thank you. Thank that's you. lovely. That's awesome. There we go. Yeah. I'm sure there's something about the moral degeneracy of when the priest stop, was stopped being allowed to not show the kisses and then the cinema turned into some kind of like there were prostitutes. People were masturbating, having sex. Yeah. So he was right. That's the lesson. You should let a priest decide <laughs> what you're allowed to watch. Yeah. I think Sounds that was good. the films getting dirtier rather than Ring his little bell. just showing the kissing. Uh, I'm not sure. It was the eventual <laughs> corrosion of community that led to the cinema's demise. Okay. Mm. I'm just kidding. I'm, I was being facetious because as we've discussed, uh, it's oh, a chicken yeah, and too. egg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Good film. Yes, very good film. Fernando, any last thoughts? Um it was an okay film, yes. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. It's great that they told you that at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I play the music? Please. Lovely. Fuck. 
Zero, one, two. Scissors. For, scissors. Oh. <laughs> I nearly said Fernando. <laughs> I just. I'm sorry. I'm glad I didn't say anything. Can we try again? Is it like when they were like, "What's five times five? And he said, "Christmas." <laughs> yes. It took me so long to figure out how that was helpful. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'll just point at. Christmas tree. <laughs> oh, if he can't do the times table, he's not going to figure out that you mean the 25th of December. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Um, Once again, again. again. Zero, yeah. one, two. Right. Paper. <laughs> right, I'll have to try again. Zero, one, two. Paper. Paper. Scissors. Yes. Michael wins. Michael wins. Got it. Fantastic. Well done. And my choice uh, for this time is Boyhood. Boyhood? Oh, I've heard of that. 2014. Yes. Excellent. Sehr interessant. There we are. So um, (laughs) anybody who who wants to stick around and get some bonus material with Laura and Fernando uh, can do so. But there will be spoilers for the extended edition, the the director's cut. I'm never going to. I'm not going to listen to it until after I've watched the director's cut, <laughs> which might be in several years. So that's going to be good fun. Um, so you can skip the rest of the episode if you don't want that. That's what I'll do. Um, but otherwise, you guys go ahead. Hello. Hello. Are you excited to learn what happens in the director's cut? I'm actually quite excited. Could you please tell me what actually happens in the director's yes. cut? Okay, first of all, this is the only th- the only two things I know. One, uh-huh. um, Toto has sex with a prostitute in the cinema. What? Yeah. Two, Elena comes back when he's an adult, like an adult uh-huh. adult, grey-haired man, uh-huh. and um, they get back together. They get back together? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> he ends up with her in the director's cut. Well, I'm glad they cut it I out then, it, because that's a horrible read. story. It I completely hate changes everything, and that's why I wanted them to stay. And we could have talked about how that changes all the whole message about nostalgia and longing and the past. <laughs> I think it's just, that's just validating all the love stories in the films that are wrong. Um, mm, but I guess yeah. it's just one more film, and that was expected to happen. I guess so. Anyway, yeah, that's what happens. So I, I get again very exciting. Changes everything, and I can't believe I'm going to have to wait years for Michael and Claire to know this. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow! Oh well. Should we talk about think... some, about them since they'll they might never listen to this, but they might. That would be fun. Well, first, I would like to say that now that you've told me what happens and director Scott, I might actually be interested in watching it because previously I wasn't that interested in watching oh. one more hour of cinema per day. So <laughs> yeah. But now I am, so I might watch it at some 